Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. First up, Brandon, hello, how are you? I'm good, Jim. Hanging in there, going on vacation starting Thursday, so short uh, week for me. Let's go. Where are you going? Give me some details. We're going to Arizona, staying in Scottsdale, so doing some hiking, in the process of booking some uh, like dune buggy tours, some stuff like that. I always feel a little weird trying to book these tours because I think about the tours in, in Philly and how bizarre they are or, or sketchy to do. But I'm, I'm starting to think maybe that's just here. Maybe Arizona is a little more innocent. But uh, that's what I got going on. So you're doing a Segway tour. You're doing a, a duck boat tour. Yeah, I'm looking at these like dune buggy tours out in the suburbs, like get in a dune buggy and blast through the desert. It sounds fun. But then I'm thinking about like the kind of people that run these tours and like if I'm going to be creeped out. I usually if I go on vacation with my friends, I don't do stuff like this. But since this is like a couple's thing, it's like everything has to be scheduled. So we're like I'm signing up for all these pre-planned excursions that uh, I'm 50-50 about right now. So <laughs> Best – Couples vacations I've ever gone I've ever gone on were um where you just show up and there's other couples there and you pick like a day to hang out and the rest you just do your own shit. Yeah, I think that that's you need to get that good mix, right? But I'm more like I just like to show up and then what I feel like doing that's what we do. But last time we did that and then we ended up just looking a bunch of stuff up and realizing that we should have made reservations and all this kind of shit. So I'm giving her the reins this time. Next up, the other man on the show, Chris. What are your thoughts on couples vacations, Chris? I've never been on one because I have no friends that are in successful relationships ever. And I don't know anybody I want to go on vacation with. That's us, Brandon. Me and you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless, unless it's in a overpriced uh, airbnb that's kind of falling apart uh and has a really weird thrift store toy room with a super hot radiator in it to to uh to go to that's the only couple the only couple i've been on vacation was when brandon and i were a couple in the in the wrestling vacation that we went on well so you did not enjoy sleeping in the bedroom of two babies from the 1940s that you and i shared (laughs) (laughs) oh I can't say that I did. I enjoyed everything else about the vacation, but just not that. How was your week, Chris? Any good? Eh, same old, same old. We're celebrating today. What are we celebrating? The birthday of uh, comedy legend LaWanda Page is today. I just found that out. You know who LaWanda Page is? No idea. You might know her as her famous character's uh, name. Uh, Take a guess. On Esther. Yes, it is. I knew it. It's on Esther's birthday today, so. On Esther from I'm like Sanford I knew that and Son. All week, but I just found out five minutes ago going through social media. How um, old is she now? Is she still alive? No, she's dead. Dead. She's dead. Probably deserved it. And uh, I'm gonna oh, see how old she, she died. She was. Uh, don't know. Oh no, that's that's the Aunt Esther. Brandon, do you are you familiar with Aunt Esther from Sanford and Son? I am, yeah. This this was a big late night uh, hit for me growing up. It's funny. Big, big Red Fox guy. I don't yeah, think yeah, he would probably be canceled today, but at least back then I thought he was funny. That's funny for like your age. That was that was late night TV on uh, Nick at Night. For us, it Correct. was 
It was before. It was after the news, before primetime TV when we were growing. Yeah, up. but it was still reruns. That's what it was. Yeah, all those shows ended in the seventies, early eighties. They made these weird transitions, you know, like Archie Bunker, Edith died. <laughs> Why? Why did it continue with the main character? Then it was just like this weird old man lives with young girl, like little, not young, I don't want to say young, like little girl. In You're an talking apartment. about all in the family, right? Yeah, all in the family. And then you had what was what was uh, Sanford's son? Then the fat white dude moved in. Yeah, fat white dude. <laughs> Those episodes that kind of pop up here and there. He owned a hotel at one point. It's really weird. Um, Laverne and Shirley moved to California. Everybody moved to California at the same time. Okay. Oh, Happy Days did too. Happy Days did. Yeah, that's where Fonzie. I think Fonzie jumped the shark in California. Oh, he did. Yeah. Um, Mash. Nothing happened. Just kept going and going and sucked the whole time. Chris, big fan Miranda. of Mash, right? I think Mash is uh, probably one of the most groundbreaking television shows of all time. Okay. But it could be quite hateable. It's groundbreaking as in I'd rather dig a hole in the ground. And You'd rather dig a hole in the ground. No, die. I mean, if you ask my honest That opinion, was a snooze I, fest. I think it's nobody, but nobody did that before. What's it have a boring uh, television show? What was groundbreaking about it? I'm not trying to be snarky. I'm a a allegory I for a war it. that was going on at the time that it was airing. Uh, right. Wait, Korean fact, War wasn't happening when it was airing. No, no, but it was an allegory for Vietnam. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and it was going on while Vietnam was ending, um, and it was excellent in the beginning. It's actually like you know funny in the beginning, and then it just gets unfunny really quick. But my know. favorite episode, the only one What's I remember. One? Which one was it, Chris? Do you remember? Which one do you think it is? Your favorite episode. The only one I remember. It's not my favorite. I hate that show. What, what is it? It's Hawkeye and um, Hot Lips are stuck in the oh bomb. god oh god they're like no no stop it stop it stop it and then they start, they making, start out, making out during oh, war god it's so bad that's the show in the synopsis that's the synopsis of the show <laughs> see Mash for me that show in Little House on the Prairie are oh like that show getting sucked babysat by my grandparents on summer vacation and I'm just like fuck. A little house in a prairie was terrible. I, um, I don't, I, I don't remember any. I don't think I've ever seen. I saw one, and it was like there was a substitute teacher, and she was horrible. Hold on one sec. Sorry. Didn't want to burp in your ear. Uh, <laughs> I just got done chugging a monstro. Uh, and uh, what's the other one? Um, little house on the prairie. Never watched it. Oh, the Waltons. Fucking now, terrible Yeah, that's show. another one we'd ever watched. No, we were forced to watch it as kids. We just didn't. Were we? we hated it. Yeah. There was a different Brandon. When we were growing up, we would go to my dad's house on weekends or every other weekend, and man, they watched the worst fucking television. Oh, you know what the one? Yeah. Now that you say that, Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard, man, that fucking shit sucked, man. Every Friday we had to watch it, and my stepbrothers loved it. We were just sitting there like, "This sucks. This stinks." The A Team. I liked the A Team. The A team was good the first season. Then they become, then it gets, you know, the Frankie shows up and. Who's Frankie? The kid. Frankie is he's like a Puerto Rican dude, slick back hair. I don't remember Frankie this Martinez dude. or whatever his name was, and uh, Robert Vaughn shows up. He's the 
CIA guy that they're, they end up working for the CIA. It's only on TV for like two years. It's not on that long. I only remember the first season, probably. I don't remember the second season. Yeah, so in the first season, they're always getting chased down by Decker. And in the second season, they then work for the FBI. So weird. Or CIA. (laughs) I'm sorry, CIA. Yeah, they work for the CIA. And the guy they work for is Robert Vaughn. Right. (laughs) And, of course, he's a complete slime ball. A, A slunt? He's a slop cunt. Slunt. Um, how about uh, Knight Rider? Knight Rider was awesome. Knight Rider was pretty dope. Yeah. Brandon, Knight Rider? No, that didn't make its way into my grandparents' daytime TV. I'm, I'm talking more like Andy Griffith's show. Stinks. MASH, MASH was the ultimate snooze fest, honestly, out of all of them. It just, had, frankly, had no charm to an eight-year-old that's waiting for his grandparents to fall asleep so he can plug in his PlayStation and play Grand Theft Auto on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get it uh we had an atari in my dad's basement atari 2600 that we had to kind of we only had like a lot of time we were allowed to play and we kind of had to sneak it sometimes we would sneak it but a lot of times it turned into a screaming fight fest over video games and that's how they knew we were doing it we were playing well <laughs> okay chris yeah so you know when you think about it that was probably the reason why we weren't allowed to play it like we were given something and then abuse happened. Yeah, we just sort of beating the crap out of each other and yeah. fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Or screaming in each other's face to lose and stuff. Yeah. This is the worst. It was the worst video game system ever made. Uh, it's terrible. It's Go so back and bad. try and play some of that shit. It's fucking terrible. It's so fucking bad. And Except anybody that said, yeah, anybody that, yeah, combat's still fucking hilarious. But anybody that actually goes, well, you know, I mean, it was good for the time. No, it wasn't. That was terrible. No, it wasn't good for the time. It was fucking awful. It's like if you didn't they didn't have any food your whole life, and then someone was like, here's shit. And you're like, oh, my God, I really need to eat. Oh, this is great for the time. And then you have a fucking steak afterwards, and you're like, what the fuck was I doing all those years eating shit? Not even, like, it's shit, and then not even a steak. It's like, you know, something a half a step above shit. <laughs> Yes. And then the shit, you realize the shit. Chicken tenders or something. Chicken tenders are delicious. I love chicken tenders. No, fucking, yeah, but the fucking, like, Tyson ones. That you, there's all right of French fries you cook in the oven. Oh, they fuck, go. they suck. <laughs> Bag of fries suck. Oh, God. Stink fries. I can't. I could yeah. imagine how bad it. I can imagine how bad it was just because I'm imagining you guys probably at the time realizing, like, you know, this is our our fun thing that we do. If we fuck this up, we're not going to get to keep playing. And then the game just sucks so bad. You guys probably both were like, you know what? Actually, like, fuck you and fuck this. We're going to fight anyway. I don't want to <laughs> play this anymore. This is a junk system. There was a game that we got. I got. We used to, the thing. Yeah, I mean, you can look in the history of Atari, but there was a bunch of shitty games that can, came out. Can I? I know a game you're going to bring up. Go ahead, Chris. Sorcerer. Oh my god, I love that game. <laughs> so I'll let I'll let the listeners go and go look up a playthrough on Sorcerer. It had this song that played the entire fucking game. The same song on repeat. And I played it for hours and hours, and then I would dream of the song. God, Sorcerer. It's voted one of the worst games of all time, I know that. I love it. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. It looks like there's just like a uh, single candle whizzing across the screen from left to right. Hold on, like a one, a one snow pile that's, that's almost melted. 
special. That's not a candle. That's a sorcerer, and he's on his disc of flight. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> and there's a cloud with lightning bolts. Oh, my God, what a fucking terrible game. Go check out a playthrough. Oh, by the way, I'm Jim. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard, number four wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. All right, let's let's do this. <laughs> How should we start? You want to do Dark Side of the Ring? We'll do it like we did last week? Yeah, what? Yeah. Okay. Dark Side of the Ring this week was Luna Vachon. How did they pronounce it, Chris? It was from Vachon. Was it Vachon? Vachon. Luna Vachon, former WWE wrestler, wrestler in the South. Dead, of course. Brandon, thoughts on Luna Vachon, since this is your first time, I'm sure, experiencing Mad Luna Vachon. Confirmed blast of an episode, just like I predicted. Um, not not a not a ton of thoughts. I don't think we had a like. I watched the show looking for someone to expose himself as a huge asshole. I don't think that that happened during this one. Her son actually, from who was I've seen on Hell's Kitchen before. Really? Oh, of, really? Cool. Yeah, uh, Van Hurd. I thought he actually kind of like ruled. He for how horrible his childhood was, he like had a pretty decent perspective on what happened to the point where he even like he talked about when his grandmother found his mom dead and was like, "Can you imagine what like that was like for her?" Which I was like, "Damn!" Like, yeah, you know, not easy to think like that, especially when that's your mom and you you see her once or twice a year. But uh, yeah, pretty much just flat out sad. Like uh, I and. Enjoyed seeing Mick Foley in it. I thought he had some good perspective. I like Gangrel. I don't think he came off too bad during this thing. Um, it, and it kind of had a decent conclusion to it where you're like, I think she's just like ahead of her time. Uh, like probably would have been a great women's wrestler today. Wanted to really wrestle and just the opportunity as much as it was implied that it was there was not really ever there for uh, female wrestling back when she was doing her thing. So. Yeah, Medusa really put it in place where she was just like, you know, there was nothing for us to do. They had nothing. It was, uh, what did she say? Da, 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 and more. And we were the and more when you went to a show. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, he, Brandon stole the words out of my mouth with her son, um, you know, to be able to deal with all that crap and still have a fairly decent perspective on life. Um, And, uh, you know, the, the biggest takeaway is Medusa fucking rules. I mean, she really does. She was an awesome wrestler. Tough as nails. When you look at those, when we were watching, was it the AJPW match when she was climbing up the cage? Yeah. There was no way Bull Nakano was going to win and all this other shit. And, you know, just that she was willing. She said she's willing to just say, fuck it, I'm going to drop the title. I don't give a shit. What are you going to do, fire me? Well, yeah, well, they don't do like, anything. Like, I don't I'm fucking I'm care. paid to yeah. do nothing here. Right. And, you know, I mean, if you ever listen to the like the old wrestlers, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's wrestling rumor that a lot of them were paid based on like some the mystery formula Vince had in his head as to what the house shows were like. And uh, at that time, I don't even. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So they would probably do it in your houses at that time. So whatever the pay-per-views and all buy rates were. If you're not working on house shows, you, you, they don't promote you, then you ain't making dick. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like they made a decent base salary. They didn't make shit. I was yeah. explaining that to somebody uh, that I was watching. At, I, I have to watch this at work because I don't have uh, vice. So I'm sitting there at work and I'm watching with the girl that works there. And she's like, and I explained to her, like, you know, these people worked. Like, there's a point where Luna Vachon, 
has to retire, basically. She gets fired by Vince. She's not working anymore. So she's a fucking pickup truck. Like, she's a tow truck driver, and she's a waitress. And, like, these people didn't get paid. Like, they're on television every fucking week, but they get paid peanuts. It's It's insane. It blows my mind. Like, we're talking about shows like Sanford and Son and shit, and, like, the guy that shows up and he's the mailman on fucking Sanford and Son. Well, I think the mailman was actually a character, but, but you know, we'll, we'll just say some random ass dude that shows up on the show every once in a while and has like two lines probably gets a decent salary to do that. But Luna Vachon, nah, Luna Vachon didn't get paid shit. Brennan, good. Yeah, it reminds me of like all those old baseball players from the 40s or something that would like go win MLB MVP and then go deliver milk to people's houses in, mm-hmm. in the off season. Um it's, it is sad. It just shows you how shitty the business has been. <laughs> I think, the, I think the, the, uh, the circus just came to town. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's not that Chris's phone goes off. I truly don't care, but it's it seems like he has like a – every time it's a different noise. It's like a ringtone for every how many friggin' notification. Like, no, noises are coming, coming out. <laughs> oh, man. Gross exaggeration. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I think it's a third different noise, but um, yeah, it's brutal. I mean, she's schizophrenic. It's that this was the business at that time. It, I, the, you know, this is the dark side of the ring in a different way than than uh, we we usually see it watching this show. So, um, final thoughts on Luna Vachon, Chris? I mean, I you know, I think it, she pretty much summed it up. Uh, I, you know, it's a shame we never actually got to see her wrestle. She was always just, you know, kind of a valet or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that would like Brandon just said, it's, you know, this was the business at the time. People always say that this was the business at the time. Well, guess what? It's the same fucking dude. And he was a piece of shit. Who's that? Vince. Uh, Vincenzo. Yeah. Like it's always, oh, well, that was the business at the time. Well, why, why, why did it change? You were obviously doing something wrong and had to fix it. It's still fucked up. So fucking mess. I gotta say, like, there was a bad guy in this. There was fucking the fabulous Mula. Always. She's all, but she has an entire episode dedicated to her being a shithead. Mm-hmm. So. Another yep. scumbag. Ahead, yeah, man. I think it's pretty clear Vince like will be as bad as he's allowed to be in the time period. Even today, you're watching WWE going, "What the fuck's going on?" What's well, just him? being the worst version of himself that he can be today, given the today's circumstances back when uh, independent contractors didn't stand up for themselves at all and had to be at his beck and call. He was way fucking worse. So it's just carny shit. Nothing's really changed. It's just the, the, I guess the world has gotten slightly better, higher standards. (laughs) Brandon, what's the chances that um, you go to Arizona, right? Okay. And then you come back. You and your 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 partner come back, and you have vampire tat- tattoos on your necks. Snake bites. Snake were they snake bites? Were they vampire tattoos? I thought they were vampire bites. Luna and Gangrel. Yes, yeah, you're right. Bites. Yeah, yeah, Gangrel bites. You might actually get snake bites in Arizona. <laughs> Honestly, you. Fifty percent of the couple would do it. I actually think that would be hilarious to to just get a, to, to fucking gangrel snake bite tattoo. I don't think if he's gonna buy it. That... All right. So uh, next up we have XPW, right? Isn't that the next one? 
Yeah, I don't I have no idea what that's about. Which so. one's XPW? Are you guys familiar with XPW? Chris, was XPW the one that was on MTV? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It sounds familiar, but I don't know. XP 9903. Extreme Pro Wrestling. Was it on? There was a show that was on. No, this couldn't be it. I have no idea what this is, so this is new to me. The only thing I know is that it's the um, it's the promotion that uh, New Jack threw the dude off the uh, scaffolding on. <laughs> That's the only thing I know about it. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I don't know. I got a feeling it's just going to be a lot of, yeah, well, that was just the way it was. Things crazy, and you know, we're cool because of it. New Jack-style episode. Yeah, I think this is... Yeah, I know. I think this is going to be one of those episodes that's going to be like, yep, they're winding this show down. Its death is imminent. Yeah. Yeah, once it's the second time that we watch Vic Grimes' body bounce off of the rope and flop outside the ring, you're like, I think we've covered most of the the uh, dark sides here. We're getting all the all the turds in this, too. We're getting the Sandman. We're getting Sabu. <laughs> we're getting all the poops. <laughs> the turds. The turds of professional turds. wrestling. A wrestling wrestling think, society X was the one that was on MTV. Yes, yeah, that was wild. That electric. The first match I watched was an electrocution match, and they just went and they flashed lights and fake electricity went flying all over the place. Wasn't that <laughs> almost in the vein? Well, I should say it was very Lucha Underground esque. Yes, it right. Was. It was like like along those lines. It was definitely before its time. Yeah. I think, uh, are they going to do an episode? I wish they would do an episode on uh, Wrestling Society X. It only lasted, according to this, it's on MTV, it was 10 episodes. Nine aired. And it slowly <laughs> got pushed back. So it started at 10.30 p.m., then it eventually went to 11 p.m., then it was 11.30, then 12 a.m., then 12.30 a.m., then 1 a.m., and then that was it. They were just like, yeah, we're not watching this. We're not having the show on anymore. Okay, Chris. I just, I like, you know, it's that, television executive this like that that decision that like like who the fuck makes that decision who says that we have a television program just starting it's got nothing it's not a a, a, a you know like a television version of a movie that had come out or or anything it's got no backup to it it's got nothing to lead you in like you don't recognize any of the characters all it is, is a, like it's a sitcom or it's a cop show or it's a fucking wrestling show whatever and then you go hmm first episode five million people didn't watch it let's move it back a half hour because it's obviously a failure you know what I mean like. I, I, it it always blows my mind where you get you could tell the moment in which some guy comes down from upstairs and he's like, listen, you know what these characters got to do? We got to do this because that's what the people are into. <laughs> It'll be Wrestling Society X 2.0 because in the in the vernacular, the computer programmer, that means new version. And everybody's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> notes, you know, series notes from from the from the. Uh, from the office upstairs. Right. It just drives me nuts. I fucking see it all the time. And you're like, you'd be watching a television show. And you're like, why did that just happen? And you're like, oh, because some dude upstairs wanted to get like some kind of credit for being creative. So he fucking had some weird thing that's totally outside the plot line fucking take place. 
And you're like, okay, that must have been fucking Joe Smith from Marketing's idea. He just came downstairs. It's just it's, it's just so funny to me that, that that people in the higher echelons of the entertainment industry have no idea how to build any kind of interest in anything. <laughs> so I'm I'm going through the we've totally gone off topic because now we're talking about Wrestling Society X, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, you ready for some of the alumni of Wrestling Society yeah. X? So we got. I was X- going to ask you. Six Pac. Yeah, I saw that. So he's in there. Um, what's some names that are recognizable? Uh, Jack Evans, Jimmy Jacobs, the uh, guy that used to work for WWE, Joey Ryan. Can I get an open grunt on that one, please? There you go. Just incredible. Matt Seidel, Matt Cross, New Jack, Ricky Banderas, who is Mil Muertes, I believe. Yes. Scorpio Sky, that guy was still wrestling. Teddy Hart, Tyler Black, who we all know is uh, the guy in WWE whose name escapes me right now. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Vampiro. And And Vic Grimes. This sounds like... It's fucking wild as shit. Now I want to find episodes of it and watch it. And they had musical guests here listed on the episodes, st- starting with Black Label Society, little Zach Wild action, followed up by <laughs> Three Six Mafia for week two. This is this wildest <laughs> show. Why the fuck are we watching this show, man? E- episode three is 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 titled Tables, Ladders, and Cervezas. <laughs> Sparta performed. Good Charlotte was on the show. Pitbull, Newfound Glory. These are big names. Yeah, man, this man, show should music be, television. This show should be on, man. Instead, we have to watch it, something we're not interested in. I'd rather watch a Wrestling Society X episode. I bet you there's Canadians involved in XPW. That's probably why we're watching it. Oh, news came out. We were talked about her. Bull Nakano, she, uh, she's got cirrhosis of the liver. She's got to quit drinking. Professional golfer, Bull Nakano. The only two people I know with cirrhosis of the liver have not quit drinking so hopefully bull nakano bucks that trend i know she bowls through it you see how i did that yes. all right let's move move on so did you guys check that starter match i sent to you out yeah i watched it before we came on brandon did you check it out no i must have missed the text fuck the uh the show, oh, the show, the show itself wasn't great <laughs> uh the it shows up late like we get these pay-per-views they come out like a full five days they air usually on a saturday we get them on like wednesday so i was excited to watch it it was called the 10th anniversary grand final osaka dream cinderella so there's a couple of things that went wrong so like konami the one wrestler has acute enteritis which means that her small intestine is like inflamed I looked into Anytime, it. It's like you shouldn't be wrestling, right? Right. Like so, she was supposed to wrestle Siri. She she pulled out. So it ended up being uh, Saki Kashima. She ended up just like calling out Siri and wrestled. I don't know. It was a weird show. The one match was very good though. Uh, Tom Nakano versus Mayo Iwatani. Time limit draw. Chris thoughts. Weekend is this whole week is I guess peppered with time limit draws. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, fun, good, time limit draw. They happen a lot in stardom. Yeah, um, I like the use of the time limit draw. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? It adds, I, I've said this many times, it adds for different, you know, it gives you different scenarios. It opens up the door to different things, but, you know, entertaining. Um, no English commentary. I couldn't find it again. Cause no, there is no, I'll let you know when there's English commentary. Yeah. Only so the you really know, big, only the really big shows are going to have English commentary. Uh, so okay. imagine, like, so this was... Every four times a year, you'll get it. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. So it was kind of like a little lost. So it was basically just watching wrestle and that was wrestling for wrestling's sake. Um, an entire um, package explaining their feud over the years beforehand. Yeah, I don't watch any of that. I fast forward right through that. <laughs> fucking, these fucking matches come. Yeah, here's the thing with stardom. These matches come on, and the, the video form is an hour and 15 minutes long. And no, 30 that the, of that, that is... That was the main event. Is is uh, them coming out to the ring. No, that was, the main event was an hour long because they had to do... That was the last show. The main event because they had the entire um, uh, like award ceremony afterwards was part of it of the video. Everybody gets awards, man. Everybody gets a trophy. Participation trophies. Yeah, best match, all that other stuff. Anyway, this this show wasn't great, <laughs> and I'm kind of disappointed because they sat through the whole fucking thing. But they set up all these kinds of stories coming out. We're not going to get another big show until the end of the year. Their Christmas show. So now they're in tag league. Oh, great. Yeah, boy. Everybody's in tag league now. We're tag leading it up. The worst time of the year. Whatever. Anyway, if you want no, to check out a no match. No hour, 15-minute tag league videos. You're, no, you're banned. No, we're not doing that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, that's the match to check out from that. Mayo Otani versus Tom Nakano. Um, G1 final. We got to see Block B. Did you guys check this out, Chris? I did. You did, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah Brandon, yeah. did you check it out? I did not, no. Okay. Chris, what did you think of the G-Block final? Uh, Block B final, G1 climax. They did the best job of coming up with the, uh, with the, how do I say this? The, the, all right, so the, the result, it was predictable. Yeah. But the way the road they took to get that result was very unpredictable, right? So you had the the time limit draw, right, with uh, Harvey Keitel and uh, and uh, and uh, Chingo. <laughs> Tokyo Pimps looks like I don't know what he looks like. I was looking at him. I was like, he looks like somebody in Harvey Keitel, old Harvey <laughs> Japanese Keitel Harvey Keitel. Okay, yeah, that works. I don't know why. No, he looks like. So uh, it, uh, Oh, fuck. Uh, taxi driver Harvey Keitel. <laughs> um, that ended up time limit draw. So that was like, okay, that was weird. That, or double like count said, out. It was double count out, wasn't it? Double count out. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. But even still, it's like you get conditioned to having certain results watching wrestling in the United States. And one of the things that never happens is double count out. Ever. Mm. Right? So that, that threw me off. The... The result of the Zack Sabre Jr. match shocked me. I was watching on my computer with my mouth. I went, like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> I was watching my headphones. My wife was doing something upstairs. So I didn't want the TV blaring. And um, I was I was in shock. Like, I was li- literally, was like, holy shit. And it was a good match. What happened? Um, I didn't see it. Zack lost. Zack Sabre Jr. lost to Tongaloa. Which it was a good was match. Like, what the? Yeah, but when it happened, I was like, what? If I could, if I could chime in, so they build up. We, you know, we were watching the early matches with Zack Saber Jr. to beat him up on, build him up undefeated. The whole catch is that he had to wrestle Naito. Nobody else got had to wrestle Naito. Everybody else got two points from Naito. 
By the end of this, he was completely gassed. Especially, like, he beat all these big names. So at the end of it, he's uh, like, he ends up losing to these guys that would be considered the underdog in matches against him when he won as the underdog against everybody else. So he loses to Tongaloa. It's a good match. Probably Tongaloa's best match in this tournament. But then, in, like, the post-match, he's like, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is basically saying, like, you know, this sucks that I didn't win, but I got to beat the champ. And you know what that means. I get to challenge him now. So they, there you go. It built up to Shingo having somebody to fight him coming out of this because we got two, a couple more shows before we get to Wrestle Kingdom. So there you go. You're going to get Zack Sabre Jr. versus Shingo again. Okay, Chris. Yeah, and it gives you I, – I can – the one great thing about it with Zack Sabre Jr. is, like, I never thought I'd get so much joy out of listening to one man call another man dickhead. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just fucking great. So that was really good. And then, you know, the just the fact that the final – or the I should say the main event of that of that night was what it was just just tells you that it's going to be a great a great show. And it was. That was a great main event, too. I really enjoyed that. Uh, main event was Ibushi versus – Kabushi uh, and um, – Kenta, Kenta, which was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. You really liked that match. I, I thought it was kind of boring, but I think it was more I, of of Kenta playing his match to try to beat Ibushi and Ibushi being sick Ibushi trying to overcome. So there's, I almost there. I mean, look, I love Kota Ibushi's awesome. There's this we, there's this part of me that hates watching him wrestle because I'm waiting for him to die. Mm. You know what I mean? Some of the shit bumps he takes, you're just waiting for that dude to just break his neck. It's it's like you're uh, almost watching like through my hands the whole time. Um, but I really like both of them, and I really like Kenta, and I just I haven't been you know New Japan hasn't been that great. So just to be able to sit down and enjoy a match on New Japan without it being like a slog, and you're like what the fuck? You know what I mean? It was just it was just refreshing to watch three matches in a row, all of which were good. Um, at least the ending of the first one. I'm not a big fan of old uh, Tokyo Harvey Keitel, but um, I mean, it was, I, I, you know, like I said, it was, I haven't sat down and really gotten a chance to watch that much new Japan that meant something. And, 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 and I enjoyed the whole thing. Brandon questions. Anything? Yeah. I feel like we need to like to, the, the problem with the G one is that <clears throat> It just comes so fast, and it's three. <laughs> it's three. It's three hours a, so do I. a night. Yeah, not three hours. So I I was with it for like the first week, and then I was like, I just got to catch up on like six hours of shit, which rapidly turned into like twenty four hours of shit that I have to watch. So I feel like I need to do some kind of like what are, what are the highlights? I need to go back watch them and give my thoughts formally. It looks like this came to as I look at the standings here. So. Kenta, Shingo, ZSJ, and Ibushi were all in it until the last night. And all Ibushi had to do was win. Or all ZSJ had to do was win, and he got in. But he loses, and Ibushi gets in. I think it was, according to the mathematics, Kenta had the easiest way to the finals. Okay. Yeah. And who beat him? Uh, A draw would have gotten him through. And who beat him? Uh, Ibushi did in the final. Ibushi, okay, so that was the, the, the final. Okay. And all right. Um, no, I don't. I don't. I'm just trying to catch up on what the fuck happened here. Honestly, I'm kind of disappointed that Tangaloa was the was the uh, spoiler here, but I I like it plotline wise. Shocked to see Jeff Cobb quietly has moved to 16 points eight. No, holy shit. He's the The only person out now. If I can chime in, yeah, he he lost during this week and he's out. Um, 
If I can chime in real quick, uh, this is the first time that anyone has gone eight zero in G one history. So they think pretty highly of Jeff Cobb. Good. But highly enough for him to go nine and zero and win the whole Absolutely thing. Absolutely not. Okay, not. Let's go. we're getting Okada uh-huh. versus Bushi. Yeah. They got to sell to fucking Tokyo Dome, man. Yeah. <laughs> or they got to sell out Budokan. This is this is. <laughs> it kind of like <laughs> it lays itself bare. That's what we're getting. Yeah, this now. is over. Yeah. Yeah, like we know it's Okada versus Bushi. I mean, if, I'll be shocked if it isn't, but that's definitely what we're getting. And then we're going back to Okada season here, just to try to get to some fans back in the building. That's Absolutely. where we're headed. Three days of Tokyo Dome. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so this morning, tomorrow morning is when uh, Block A finals will line up. Well, you know, one question is that I think about is that, okay, so if um, Tranquilo, what the fuck's his name? (laughs) I can't believe I forgot his name. Naito. Naito. So if Naito doesn't get injured, his match to... His finals day match would have been block A final match would have been um against Great Okan Great Okan. This screams Naito versus Great Okan main event. The winner of that makes it to the final if he doesn't get injured. Right? I mean that's just my opinion. It could. I, I still, now that it's played out the way that it has, it makes too much sense that this is just going to be Okada for three nights at Tokyo Dome off of a dead year. But well, he might not. Be, not that that be, would stop that from happening, but he might not be the champ for all three nights. They're definitely going to have title matches throughout the whole thing. Osprey is going to be back. Birdman. Shingo holds it until the until until uh, Tokyo yeah. Dome. You know what I mean? It's we get Birdman. I don't know, Chris. Danielson, maybe Danielson. <laughs> Holy shit, Danielson at fucking Tokyo Dome this year. I'm down. All the borders are open. Let's do it. Chris, go ahead, thoughts. Yeah, I didn't think we. You know, that brings up an interesting point. Do you think that they're going to use? Is there going to be some AW talent? Do you think? I'm pure speculation. Are they going to be doing that? Like three nights of wrestling. You can't have the same dudes every night. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> No, I mean, really, you can't. So it's not three I mean, nights in a row. So you get the two nights, um, and then you get a night the next weekend. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's it's different. All right. All right. That's different. So it's Tokyo Dome, Tokyo Dome, and then it's Yokohama, I believe. It's, um, you know, Wrestle Kingdom Night 3 in Yokohama. I'm pretty sure. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I don't like any of it. I don't like I any they, of it. They didn't we know, just, you know, I think it's a situation where they didn't know whether or not they were going to be able to, to yeah. have fans. So they're like, if we do three matches, we do three nights, we get fucking 25% gates on all of them, then maybe we can yeah. make back our money or at least break even. I don't know. That's interesting. Everything's all off. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting the, how I'm going to have to explain to my boss that I need to take an extra day off of work because I have to watch five fucking hours of AEW because they have a buy-in show and three nights of Wrestle Kingdom to somehow be able to to converse on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. All right, you want to, let's move on. Uh, B-Block finalist tonight. Tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. Sometime. Um, At some point. Yeah. Uh, then, so, uh, do you want to talk about this fucking ratings talk or what? This is so fucking stupid. 
Brandon? Yeah, fill, fill me in. I, this is what I know. Like, I, if I think I know what you're talking about, you're talking about that they've been like blasting out ratings. I guess there was something that AEW tied SmackDown in the the main bracket of like young to middle aged men, and then there's some <laughs> fights about how, like what actually what actually matters with these ratings and what isn't. How far off from the truth am I? Pretty close. So it comes out that, according to a source within the WWE, <laughs> that Vince is and co, the WWE, uh, are leaking out these fast national numbers to outlets to get them to look not favorably towards AEW. Fast nationals are ratings that aren't total amounts. The totals don't come out until the next week. But it's like a quick count, and they put it out, I guess, to affect advertising dollars. I have no idea. I don't know. This makes me fuck. I don't care. I don't fucking care about any of this. Brandon, do you care? No, I don't. I except for the fact that it's just like psycho Vince shit. If that's what it is, that's the only interesting interesting piece about this. And the fact that it's as close as it is as it is that they feel the need to do this is kind of already a joke that. Mm-hmm. They, they gave up so much leverage already to the point where now they need to – like this is this is not your first option if you're Vince. This is like option six as AEW begins to compete with you. So I, I think that's probably the only somewhat entertaining piece of this is like, wow, he's fucked this up this bad and ignored them for this long that now he's doing these, these shitty little like ratings leaks as if someone's going to watch and go – Oh, I, I did hear. I'm I'm embedded in the community enough where I see fast national wrestling ratings, but I did hear that AEW is falling off. So I think I actually I'm gonna not check it out now. I'm gonna watch SmackDown instead. It's like what, where where are we going here? Yeah, like, <laughs> like what, what are we sitting here looking at like fucking numbers <laughs> and saying like, oh oh they lost uh, fifty thousand viewers. It must not be good anymore. I'm not watching anymore. Let me run over to SmackDown again. It's so right. weird. That's... This is all so weird. That's never driven anyone's actual uh, choice to watch a show or not. It was like I did hear that the the ratings are down of by forty five thousand people. I actually think I'm going to stop stop watching this week. Chris thoughts? Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> the only thing I could say really is that um, if I don't understand how you know what. In what scenario does hurting or attempting to hurt someone else help you? Smash the competition. Yeah, I get it. But I mean, like, you know, it's and and second of all, do we know that any of this is actually true? Did any of this actually happen? That's the other thing. But I will tell you this. uh, My wife uh, wrestling has not been ruined for my wife like it has been for all of us. So she could still turn. And last night I was doing some stuff in the basement and I heard Raw on the TV and she turns it on. You know, the fact that it, it's it. She doesn't look at the, look at it through the same eyes that we look at stuff. You know, it's just a spectacle to her. So Greece I people watched, fake fighting. I would yeah, watch, too, if I had nothing else to do. Right. I, I watched for a few minutes and I will tell you something. I'm watching what they're doing. And then I'm watching what AEW is doing, and it's, you know, uh, it's far, AEW is far and away a better, like, like, 
I, I thought to myself last night when I was watching, I said, man, they need to step their fucking game up because this is fucking terrible. And it's not terrible. Like, I don't like the writing. Every aspect of the – I don't like this guy won. The other guy should have. It ain't that. Every aspect of this show is just not good. It's cheese and dick is it's what it is. It's cheese dick is exactly <laughs> what it is. And I'm watching and I'm like, oh, my God. God, like, what are they? You look at the guys. Like, if you look at, there is no. I shouldn't say this because the talent AEW's got great, great guys on the roster. But like, when you look at the talent that WWE has, and then the the experience they have with with running a television show, a live television show, and the amount of money that they have, but apparently Tony Khan's got more. So. But, like, you look at all these things lined up, there is no reason. When you have as much experience in pro wrestling as fucking Vince McMahon does, nobody should be able to beat you at your own game. I mean, it is his game. American pro wrestling is Vince McMahon's game, and he is getting fucking slapped in the face. You may not like, like AEW has its AEW issues. And we always kind of, like, even from the beginning, it's just, it's AEW. But it's like, God, I don't know, man. I'll tell you what it doesn't have. It doesn't have birds flying out of the TV when, 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 when the abandoner Matt Riddle fucking comes on or fucking or any of the other shit that I'm watching. I'm watching Bianca. Like I understand, like they look Bianca Belair is a fantastic talent, but like you know. <laughs> Awful on the microphone, in my opinion. Like I'm watching her on the mic. The the two her and her and Charlotte Flair fighting in cat suits. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, what are we doing what? here? I'm watching. I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. She's embarrassing on the mic. You you got the other one that's always <laughs> been cringeworthy on the mic. She's back. Who? Uh, Becky Lynch. Oh yeah. You know, uh, no, she had her moment where she was good, where she was killing it. And then they vinced her up and made her the baby face. And then all of a sudden she was like doing fucking weird John Cena promos, which he always has to do. Vince can't not have his baby face be tough. They all got to be. Can't... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm just watching it. I was like, dude, it, like, like. I... There, it's 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 almost like it's so fucking cheesy. It's difficult to watch. Right. Like you're watching like when I remember like when we were kids and you had the NWA and WWF, right? And you had like the real guys, the fighters, and then you had the occupational guys, right? You had you know pl- plunger dudes and what do they call those guys? Plumbers and fucking trash man and shit <laughs> like that. And, and and or or you know job guys on Saturday morning. But it was two different. You looked at the two different shows and it was we gravitated. I always gravitated to the NWA. I think we're looking at the same thing right now. I think we're looking at somebody who's trying to do something that's a little more reality based and somebody who's trying to do something that's fucking just stick to the same old goofy fucking plan. That's just getting goofier and goofier by the fucking week. I see. I prefer um, hammer guys, plungermen, paintbrush dudes and um, a broomman. In my wrestling, plungerman. You know, when you're when you're when you're when you're when you can't when you can't plunge, you have to call a plunger guy. 
Plungerman. My I've, pipes you know, aren't working. I, Where's the Plungerman? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I've seen plenty of plumbers show up at plenty of places, and I have never seen a fucking plumber show up with a plunger, plunger ever, no, no. ever. Uh, wouldn't it be easier for WWE just to, instead of doing all this stupid shit, just lean in what that what's good? I mean, like, what's the most watchable shit on WWE right now? Roman Reigns and their women. Just lean into yeah. it. That's the best part of your fucking show. What is this yeah. other crap you're doing? Yeah, I think. Well, the, don't they have their their Saudi pay per view is this weekend? Oh, yeah. Is this Thursday? I think it's is it Thursday or Friday? It's Thursday, I believe. Blood it's money. Their blood money pay per view is Thursday. Decapitation. They, That's what it's called. The pay per view. The Great Decapitation in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> oh my god! Is that is that cash in that suitcase or is that Jamal Khashoggi? Nobody knows. But Vince is <laughs> then they have. Then they have. I mean, like, one of the matches is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is Xavier Woods versus Finn Bauer for the King of the Ring. Okay. That sounds amazing. Right? Sounds amazing. But look what it's for. The Kingdom. The thing that Vince don't give a shit. Like, the thing you know that, who like, does, though? I can only have royalty in my country. Yes. Everyone else is a slave. What's that guy's name? I don't know what his name is. Prince Pr- Salman? The Prince. Yeah. Prince. What's his name? Mohammed bin Al MBS. Yeah. MBS. He's going to be calling him MBS? Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the, <laughs> IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. M- MBS. The Prince of Saudi Arabia, irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Comes out to the curly shovel. <laughs> All right, listeners, if I end up chopped up in my living room, you know who did it. I was talking shit on the IBS. Final thoughts on WWE, Brandon? You might be a, you might be MBS, dude. After that story you told last week, IBS. You <laughs> might be the, the prince of IBS after <laughs> after you dumped on the carpet. <laughs> Take a little like cream on the carpet, brother. <laughs> now, I, the only thing I was gonna say is that uh, we mentioned this before. We I am friends with someone that writes for Raw. And oh, maybe, they're still there. I know they were looking for another job. Good. He said to me that yeah, it's like hey, most of the people doing my job are looking for other jobs. So this is completely on the backs of uh, Vince and Shane McMahon to the point where the people are trying to write a show and it's getting torn up and they're rolling out something that Vince made up within 90 minutes of airtime, which is just on on its own insanity that they're asking like to hand someone a script within an hour of when they're supposed to perform and be like, hey, here's what you're doing for tonight. That obviously is going to bleed into the quality of it, let alone the fact that. Uh, the people that they're paying to write aren't actually producing what's getting out there. So knowing that, it's just like I don't even want to watch it because I don't. It's it's just it's uh, out of the control of the people that are good at it, and it's the same people who we've been watching nuke this company for a little while now. So I didn't predict that Vince would be this fucking bad at uh, controlling what was happening with Raw and SmackDown, but uh, it's happening. Yep. All right, let's move on. You want to move on? Let's move on. The show that we actually cover, AW. Um, this is on Friday. This fucked me all up, by the way. It didn't yeah, fuck up. It, it me didn't, up too. It didn't fuck up my um, my my uh, cable box's ability to record it like it did last time they switched the days up. Because I couldn't get <laughs> Dynamite or Rampage is on Saturday, and then I had to find it. I had to search for it because it didn't record it. Uh, I guess we'll go through these. What are we gonna do? Rampage first. What do we get? Sure. Yeah. Okay, sure, whatever. Okay, uh, what's worth talking about? 
Lee, Mori- Lee Moriarty versus Bobby Fish. Yeah, it was fine. It's a good match. Good stuff. Chris? I wanted to ask you a question. You were making fun of Bobby Fish's music. Yeah. I don't remember what it is already. I forgot. Well, it was, the Red Drag- it was the Red Dragon. No, it was the... It was the uh, Red Dragon theme. Oh, I just assumed it was him singing it. (laughs) No, that's why I was like, I mean, you can make fun of it. I don't give a shit. It's not like it's a good song. But that's was, I was just surprised. I was like, he's always come out to that song. Ah, I forgot. I'm not very bright. Uh, Lee Moriarty, he is all elite now. Oh, yeah, they signed him, whatever that means. This is a good match, though. I enjoyed it. Bobby yeah, yes, got some grappling here. This was the. Uh, well, is this on the pre-show? Was it? Was this the buy-in? I, I, yeah, this was yeah, the buy-in. On, Sorry. I thought it. I thought it did a good job. Like, okay, so you have your your Bobby Fish like grappling match, and then you obviously will get into shortly what Suzuki versus Danielson was, and then the, uh, the next night you get Fish versus Danielson. So you're like, okay, here's your like these guys are fucking catch wrestler. Submissions, holds, working the calf, this kind of shit. So, yeah, it was good shit. So, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about fucking Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki, the second best match in the history of Rampage, according to Dave Meltzer. You know what the first best match was? Kenny Omega looking at his pecker in a mirror. That's a good good guess, Brandon. That's a terrible guess. That was a terrible guess. I don't know what that guess is. I can't hear anything. Probably some eight-man thing that the Young Bucks ran. Sorry, I'm hammering the mute button. It's all good. Stick. The, uh, the, uh, you're correct. One of the Young Bucks was in it. It was Brian Danielson versus Nick Jackson. Is the greatest. Uh-huh. Oh, really? The greatest of all the uh, Rampage matches. This match was fucking awesome. Chris, get Loved it. I, I, can you, I don't think there's anything more you can say about it. Yeah, I mean, it's fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. I enjoy, I really enjoyed it. Matches, if you have talent and you have guys know how to tell a story in the ring, there has to be. There doesn't have to be any kind of fucking uh, stakes. Doesn't have to be for a shot at the championship. It doesn't have to be for a fucking belt. Doesn't have to be for a fucking contract hanging on a poker chip, hanging on a brass ring from the rafters hanging from Sting's bat. Like, it doesn't have to be for anything if you're really good at what you do. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, you nailed it. I. It, the only other thing that I would say is you wonder what they value there, that this is on the YouTube pre-show and as opposed to all the other matches they put on in the four hours that weekend, because this was definitely the most entertaining thing to me that happened all weekend and I don't think they really moved anything along to the point where they they had to hide it there but I think it was probably 15 to 20 minutes of just like highly entertaining uh work from two of the best doing it today so I'm always pumped to get that is it safe if I put this on the best of the year list 100% yeah Brandon yeah that's on the best of the year list fucking great can match. I, Go ahead. can I rebut to yeah, Brandon's absolutely. point uh I think that what ends up happening is is I think that so the only people, it, it, you're not going to get any new fans. Like you, you're not going to get people that are going to want to watch, are going to tune into AEW to see that match. The people that are tuning into AEW are tuning into AEW no matter what. I think we can agree on that. I don't think that match is selling AEW and anybody new. Not with Minoru Suzuki, because I guarantee, you, like a majority of people that are sitting there and they're screaming, you know, 
Oh, I don't watch that. I only don't, I only watch WWF or the big, you know, people, because there are people like that. They get very loyal to a brand. They don't even know who the fuck Minoru Suzuki is. So I, I don't think that that's going to, what I think it's going to do is you're going to have X amount of dollars. You've already made your advertising for that show. So what ends up happening is if you put it on YouTube, you get all that, that YouTube traffic. It just adds to it. So now everybody that's going to watch Rampage is going to tune in. Everybody that watched Rampage watched that match on YouTube. I can almost guarantee it. I also and think the people that were there got to see it there live. Right. Um, I also think that um, by putting it on YouTube, the section of fans that don't necessarily watch AEW but watch New Japan will gladly run over and watch this. Or fans of weird niche fans that like uh, Noah or Japanese fans that get to watch it for free on fucking yeah. if they can get through the uh, the <laughs> copyrights and all that shit. Like I think I, yeah, I think that's who this was for. I think it was a good move. Plus you get them YouTube ads. Those YouTube ads make a lot of money for you. Yeah. As opposed to Vince who just overbooked his show for 30 minutes just to go against the buy-in and or yeah we didn't talk about that no (laughs) he went for a half hour extra a half hour extra to go into aw and did it commercial free (laughs) so that's what caused tony khan to say like oh i got more money than them so he wants to go he went and he went commercial free the entire because he went a half hour over so they went the entire first half hour of of uh of rampage commercial free yeah that first, I don't know if it was the whole first half hour, but it was that first match. Right. Weird. Brandon Thornton. Just, if, yeah, just if I could not necessarily rebut because keep rebutting. Money wise, audience wise, Chris, you're absolutely right, but I also am in that group that's not being counted there. I I know other people that like wrestling that probably don't know who Minoru Suzuki was, but if they flip that on that night, would be uh, really in into it and enjoy it. So it's like. I don't necessarily just want to chalk up like the shit that I think is the best is like, well, you're not going to get anyone with that because the five people that I'll show it to, I'm going to get with it. So I don't think it's like totally worthless. I th- and I, I think it would be cool if AEW did something to get those kind of people because I, I don't think that they're going to find it on YouTube. But I do get texts from guys that are like checking out Rampage or or Dynamite in and out week to week. So. Do you tell them to That's listen to, to the best podcasts out of Philadelphia, the uh, Wrestling is Hard podcast, every time they text you? Yeah, they're, they're probably uh, 10 of our 90 followers or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever we're at now. But I, I understand what you're saying. Like, look, you're, the, the, the logic is totally there. I just am like, well, I'm in that group. What, what do I count? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, what else you want to talk about from the show? Uh, that was all the buy-in. Uh, let's talk about the inner circle versus men of the year and junior dos Santos. The only reason I'm bringing this up because you guys love the MMA. What'd you think? Ran again. Bizarre. Uh, this was just the buildup I think was on, was on rampage here. We can go through the whole thing if we want. I don't know if this is something we need to circle back on, but they've got guys that are like Bellator undercard guys coming out. Paige Van Zant is out there who is like, Hardly even known in the MMA community, more just as like a celebrity. Um, Junior Dos Santos is, is I guess, going to fight. We find out the the next night. Uh, Dan Lambert rules again. He's getting booed loud as shit. You could you could tell you could hardly hear him, which we realized last week. But uh, I wish they would have just broken up the inner circle at 
uh, double or nothing, I think it was, because everything they're in now just feels flat, and I would be happy to see um, Proud and Powerful like do some shit, but the, in this environment, everything just feels corny as hell. Thoughts, Chris? I mean, I liked... <laughs> Junior Dos Santos's ring gear was uh, something to behold. His, you know, first day at the gym clothes he was wearing. Uh, but I mean, you know, first of all, I love to see when you get guys who are actually, you know, legitimate trained. I mean, like, you know, Junior Dos Santos is the top of the top echelon of mixed martial artists. And and uh, you see a guy and you see how, it, hey, man, it ain't that easy to fake fight. Hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I do. I, but I was, I, you know, look, I like to see, like, I'm a big fan of his. I'd like to see it. I was happy to see him on there. I always watch these things, with, like, with a grain of salt. You know, it's going to kind of look really silly. Just enjoy the fact that they're kind of mashing the two worlds together, which is pretty cool. Um, and Dan Lambert, like you said, is awesome. But as far as, like, like Brandon said, with the inner circle, I think it's time to say bye-bye. Yeah, you know? I don't, um, I don't know. Y- y- You have... They barely even come together. I mean, they come together on this week. They came together on Dynamite. Right. After this match. And we could just talk about that. So they do another promo, and then Jericho is just like calling Paige Van Zandt a slot and shit. Yeah, why wouldn't you? This fucking shit's so corny, man. (laughs) So was that – maybe I watched these out of order. The match was on Rampage, but then the next night on Dynamite, they feuded again. Yeah, the Inner Circle. It was the first time the Inner Circle was – together in the ring for a long time dan lambert you know, one of the great moments on this show though was dan lambert made fun of the size of um jake hager's head yes yeah, he, he says how do you get in your shirt do you dive in legs first through the neck and f- you can see fucking, yeah and hager is fucking dying and trying to keep it in He's laughing his fucking ass off. I say you go back and check that out because I'm gonna have to look at that. Jake Hager is fucking laughing his ass off, man. He's just like trying to be serious, but he keeps going like, <laughs> like breaking. Oh my god, it was so good. It took me a second too. I'm like, so he's saying that he jumps into this into his shirt and pulls it up because his head is bigger than the rest of his entire body. That you got to yes. pull it up and then it'll stop yeah. at your head. And yes. it'll be on. <laughs> so good. But then, you know, Jericho had to call uh, Van Zandt a slut. He's like, bimbo or bitch filter you have on. I'm like, God damn, man. I don't know. Look, I think it's stupid when they do this. But, like, when they say stuff like that, I think it's more like, come on, you can be more creative than that. It's lazy. That's the way I would. It's lazy. That's the way I see it. But it's, you know, always remember, too, man. It is the – it can be at times, you know – 90% 90% of the time, it is as low fucking brow as low brow can be, professional wrestling. They've always take, taken the lowest road humanly possible. Of course. So it's to be expected. It's like, and, you know, yeah. do anything, you bitch. It's like anyone in, like, a real adult would be like, all right, man, what the fuck are you talking about? Whatever. How would you lose your temper? You're over 40 years old and someone calls you a bitch. You're like, oh, how dare you, champions, challenge my manhood, let's fight. Like, grow up. Oh, I, I do that shit all, every week. What are you you guys about? are well over 40, all the, the whole lot of them, basically. He goes, I also, and we can get into this, but CM Punk 
commentating that. The one thing Jericho said, he's like, I wouldn't touch you with your your partner's genitalia or something like that because her, I guess her boyfriend was out there. Right. And CM Punk just comes in, he's like, I don't believe him. I actually think he would. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I yeah. Dan, more Dan Lambert. I love it. I don't fucking care. I give me more. Uh, best heel in professional wrestling right now. Oh, yeah. Mean, yeah, I'm going. Pretty damn good. Well, I mean, look. All right, let me. Not personal preferences aside, he's getting the best heel reaction of anybody in professional wrestling right now. Oh, well, evil. Everybody hates evil. <laughs> Evil's the most hated man in professional wrestling, I think. But he does a good job. I think he's fucking great. He's definitely the best uh, heel on fucking AEW by far. Definitely better than freaking MJF. Right, talk, we can talk about MJF if you want. He does a whole fake match thing, comes to the ring, does an intro, I don't know, comes to the ring and does a 10 count. I don't know. This was fucking stupid. God, Brandon. Yeah, I think I spent some time on this show talking shit about MJF and uh, having a hard time phrasing it probably a little bit. Seeing Dan Lambert, it's like it makes it more abundantly clear what's missing between the two of them. And, and Dan Lambert, like at least has something to say and is making jokes and he has a somewhat of a point. Like they, not to go back to Lambert too much here, but he, he is running that gym that was in Miami and has like all the famous fighters. And he's like, you fucking idiots don't even know who I am. You're booing me. It's like, I brought more championships to this city than anybody. And then MJF comes out and he's just like, you're poor, you're ugly, blah, blah, blah. It's like all the, the hacky shit. He's doing a 10 count. It's just dragging on. And that's probably perceived to most people as really good crowd work or, or, promo work and i couldn't disagree more it just it just feels so overdone to the point where it's not getting him anywhere also he does this thing where he says he's the best there ever was best there ever will be best there is whatever i don't know what his fucking line is what the fuck is he talking about <laughs> did, did that just start i, I was the yeah, first time be i knew because he hasn't won shit so if we're going to pretend storyline wise that he is thinks he's the best you got to win something to be considered the best he hasn't won shit in this company his own ring he won once yeah chris yeah i I, yeah i it's almost like go back to the dan lambert thing it's dan lambert is something original it's different every time you know variations of it you know sometimes it go back to the sitting in your parents basement and all that other crap but um he actually posted he posted on Instagram a video of the merch stand at, a- at AEW, I guess, in Florida. <laughs> and he zeroed in on the action figure. <laughs> like, something like, God, you people actually spend your money on this shit. <laughs> fucking brilliant. He's brilliant. And, yeah, MGF is just basically doing, uh, oh, you're from Philadelphia. You're poor. He does it in every town. It's the same thing. Oh, insert town here, stupid people. Not from Massapequa, Long Island, or wherever the hell he's from. He says he's from That's the greatest town in the world. Not Cleveland. I mean, one of these days he's going to say the wrong town name. It's going to be fucking awesome. Mm. Maybe he's going to be like, I'll start throwing shit at him. But we do get Sting, and Sting comes out and saves the day. So, yay, Sting. (sighs) Yay, Sting. Are we getting a 
he left Wardlow to I think this is all for going towards a Wardlow babyface. Yeah, because that'll make a fucking difference. He's not doing anything, so him as a babyface would be something. Right, the dark. I don't know. Oh, so I, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Can, I can say it right here, real quick, Blend, then move on. Um, there's so much shit happening on this show, but there, it also feels like nothing's happening. I don't, I don't know if you guys felt that this week, where I'm like every segment, there's like, oh my, this is going on, this is going on, but it, I'm just going like what's moving forward what am i interested in ask myself these questions and it's, and it's not a lot and it, the big names that they they've brought in are i get that they're just warming them up and doing their thing but we're getting very rapidly approaching a time period where they got to kick something off or uh, maybe it'll be this like world heavyweight championship tournament they're they're doing or something but they need to like get something going because this is just bullshit feuds between factions that are either Never worked in the first place or or expired. That's I was going to bring up the tournament that's coming up, um, but I don't remember anybody that was announced, so <laughs> I have to look it up. I uh, God, here we go. Eliminator tournament. Mandatory is the website I'm on. Props. Let's see. It's going to be. You ready for this? It's, the, it's a hot. It's a hot tournament. Here yeah. we go. First round. Sorry, this this Wrestle Zone website just has so many pop ups that I mean, they can't get. It. First round, Dark Orders number ten versus John Moxley. Thoughts, Chris? I don't have any. Uh, I wonder who's going to win. There's an awful lot of people in this first round of the tournament that you're like, well, how did you get there? How did you get there? Just one in particular. We'll talk like about you gotta, that. you gotta, you don't you have to, you have to play playing games you got to qualify for the world cup that's true right yeah not just and first round jobber matches also john moxley versus wheeler yuda just ran into the ring beat the shit out of him and won wheeler yuda jobbed to john moxley i mean whatever i think wheeler yuda had some kind of title um next up oh brandon thoughts on that match number 10 versus uh, john moxley not 10 men number 10 Brandon on mute. Yeah, he's on mute again. God damn it! This whole first <laughs> round is just insanely chalk. It's they basically have just should have made it a four-person tournament. Yep. But uh, Orange Cassidy versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Now, mind you, I love Powerhouse Hobbs, but he always loses. So I don't know how he got into this. Go ahead, Brandon. You can go. Right. Once again. Is there any fucking chance that they're going to spend the money on Orange Cassidy and the Pixies song for him to lose to Powerhouse Hobbs? Chris, who who do you got in this one? Well, you know, if we're going to analyze this through my, you know, let's see. So John Moxley is opposite them in the tournament. They so would, the winner of this match would face the winner of the John Moxley match, not opposite, right. on the same side. Same bracket, yeah. The Same winner bracket. of Orange Cassidy versus Powerhouse Hobbs will face the winner of The Dark Orders number 10 and John Moxley. Yeah, so I'm thinking John Moxley just beat up Orange Cassidy's boy. Yeah. So Orange Cassidy might uh, might win that match. And can we talk about Orange Cassidy's boy? I mean, not that this is a big thing, but I found it very Wheeler strange. Yuta? Wheeler Yuta? Yuta. Yeah, Yuta came out to Orange Cassidy's music. He also said he's from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, too. I noticed that. Yeah. 
But he came out, and I was like, why is he coming out the... He's, he's coming out yet. the... Yeah, you cut right. your own music. I know you spent a lot of money on that Pixies song, but Jesus Christ. Maybe that's part of it. They have to play it every week. Brandon, go ahead. That was why I was trying to make that point. It's like, yeah, they, they spent this money. It's like, get that fucking song out every every chance that they can. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so we're in agreement. It's going to be John Moxley versus Power or versus Orange Kiss CD, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. CD. So on the other side, we got uh, Brian Danielson versus Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> Like what the? This makes no fucking sense. He must have been racking up wins on dark and dark elevation. Brandon, you think there was a conversation like Dustin Rhodes was like freaked out backstage and he's like, God damn it, get me involved in something, and that's why they're like, okay, yeah, you can fight Brian Danielson in the beginning of this. Lose the Danielson, Chris. Who do you think's winning this? Uh, Brian Danielson, or as CM Punk said this week, Daniel Bryan. Um. If they wanted to do something interesting, Dustin Rhodes would win this match. That would be fucking hilarious. Ooh, Brian Danielson loses his fucking mind. Chris, I'll tell you what, it's, you had it'll, it be a good, Go it'll be a good match. It should be a good match. I mean, a fucking angels fucking wonder Dustin Rhodes. You still fucking move, man. So, you know, it doesn't make any sense why he's there, but the guy can't work. Cool. He's getting to that point, though, where every I'm sorry, every time he's on TV – it's like he's putting his life on the line to like prove that he's still good, and I'm like, oh god, man, it's like they don't need to be doing this. So you know he's going to be covered in blood, and like it's all heart, like going through t- going through shit, getting his body destroyed, and it's like, oh, Dustin. I want Komarodo to win. He's not in this. There we go. All right, so we got Brian Danielson going through, and then uh, the next match we get Lance Archer versus this this feud that's been going on for months though. Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston. Go ahead, Brandon. It's probably the closest thing to a toss-up here. Let's think. Uh, We're going to have Danielson the, on one side. So. Of the first round. I I guess I could see Lance Archer winning. I The only re, the only reason, too, is I don't think they're going to have a looming like Moxley versus Kingston final. That wouldn't make uh, Well, maybe it would. But I th- I'll probably go with Eddie Kingston here. Hmm. Okay. So that would leave us John Moxley versus... Orange Cassidy on one side. Who you got? <laughs> Cassidy. I think we're. I think they're going to do John Moxley here. I don't think Orange Cassidy's there yet. I mean, he's he's a guy that's going to be with them for the length of their existence. So I, they're probably not going to put him over just yet to that level. He also was just in the um, title picture, Orange Cassidy. Yeah, they so just did that. You don't need him. Did Cassidy versus Omega? Omega versus the Cassidy. Chris, oh, that was a sunglass. I got sunglasses. Gonna do the bigger sunglasses. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. Who do I got? I got a Kenny Omega impersonation for you. Go for it. And go. I got sunglasses. I got sunglasses. Sunglasses. You can't see without his glasses. You can't see without his glasses. Can't see without his glasses. You can't see without his glasses. Mentos, fresh and Mentos, full of life. Mentos, the fresh. You gotta explain that. That's insanity. Just weird. That makes no sense to anyone. I've never, all right, let's preface this with, I've never seen this movie. My Girl was the name of the movie. The movie was called My Girl. Brandon, are you familiar with this movie? I'm going to say he's no. on mute. No. no, <laughs> no I'm okay. Googling it. 1991, is that like Macaulay Culkin in the back? Macaulay just... Culkin. It, it, it's, it's a girl oh, who man. lives with her dad. 
And dad owns a funeral parlor. Dad, I believe, is Dan Aykroyd. Yes. I've never seen. I, I mean, I'm very familiar with this movie. It's one of these pop in and out of movies, but I've never actually sat down and watched it. He's I saw. Just to chime in real quick, I saw it in the fucking theater. Go oh God, I don't know how you did it. And you probably had to keep a straight face because I would have been yes. mocking, 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 mocking. Oh, yeah. I had to, I had to make, so, pretend it was very sad. So, spoiler alert. Colin Culkin's allergic to everything. And <laughs> at near the end of the movie, he's poking, for his girl. poking a beehive with a stick. <laughs> and he gets swarmed by bees. And he's like, oh, oh, bees. And he's, he's, and he dies. <laughs> and it's literally just his glasses on and the little girl's going, his glasses. He doesn't even have his glasses. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. And I laughed so hard. But there's a YouTube, there's a video where they take that, like a, uh, uh, like a, uh, like a quick choppy synopsis of the end of the movie. And they put the Mentos song over it. It's a Mentos commercial. <laughs> feeling, feeling fresh, feeling cool. Mentos He's fucking He's getting killed by And then they show him like, and then it ends it. Mentos, the fresh maker. He's laying in a casket. And the girl's crying over top of him. There you go. Go look that up. Oh, I'm God. watching it right now. Hold on. Let's do you have it with sound so the the listeners at home can enjoy as well. Oh, his microphone's on mute again. It's all good. Full blown conversation. It's God damn it, dude. I'm like one rhythm off with this every time. It's the Mentos <laughs> full song, and then the Mentos the Fresh Maker is. Her writhing over his casket, crying, and that's the ad. That's the ad they go to any of it. Also, also, if he's allergic to bees, as I watch this 35 second video, he just like sitting right next to it, not really paying attention to that they're coming out, and then he just does like a couple like weak swats and and a like a 360, and then you think dead. even at that age, if you're fighting for your life, you have a little more in you that, but apparently not, not no. The protagonist and my I've, girls. I've seen some of the, some people that have been allergic to bees run faster than I've ever seen a human being possibly run when they saw a bee. I might have to watch this movie. They have a child funeral in it. That's kind of fucking funny. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, she loses, but she loses her. Oh, so he dies because he's looking for her mood ring. Her mood ring. Yes. Are you reading, oh, you're reading the synopsis? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't give a shit about that. All I give a shit about the Macaulay Culkin bees dead Mentos. That's all that matters to me. There's a sequel to it. There's My Girl 2. Macaulay Culkin rises from the dead and, and he gets her. attacked by a wolf. He eats her. <laughs> this time he's like, eh, wolves, eh, wolves, 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 Mentos, fresh. In. They're loping after Jesus him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, back to wrestling. Sorry, right. before we talking about the full gear tournament predictions here, but we can do it. So you think Brian Danielson's going to lose Eddie Kingston? Brandon? No, I, th- I think we're getting Kingston versus, or sorry, Danielson versus Moxley here. Okay. I think this is the time for that. Then somebody screws over Moxley, most likely. Right. You don't have to. Not right. that Moxley loses anything by getting the shit kicked out of him by Danielson, but. 
I mean, that's what he does at this point. Moxley's just covered in blood and scars. Like every week he shows up, he's already got beat up on some indie show. They like, we don't really know what happened. Right. He, so. <laughs> he looks fucking insane now. Now he wears like camouflage jeans to the ring, stretch camouflage. He looks fucking insane. Camouflage jeggings. I love it. I, it, I, yeah, it is worth mentioning. Like he's fully fucking out of his mind. It's every other week I see on Twitter that he was like covered in blood for 400 people in some uh, like warehouse somewhere and then he just shows up on wherever they're at like flies clearly from that to to the AEW taping is just like all scarred up to fighting someone ignoring it that it's happened so the rest of the show what do we got to talk about we get uh, Danielson versus um Danielson versus Bobby Fish that was pretty good like the double yeah. uh, knee bars and then the kick out, or then the uh, tap out. That was pretty good. Big fan. Chris? Yeah, I'm curious what you thought. Okay, oh, Brandon. Good. Oh, Chris. No, go I ahead. was going to say. I mean, I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. I. Uh... <laughs> it. I'll tell you what. So you know, to get into the real life application of a of a heel hook. Every time I see one of these guys do a legit heel hook in wrestling, and and obviously they're not cranking it. But, man, do you have any idea how fucking dangerous that submission is and how quickly what the it's fractions, fractions of a fucking inch and you could tear your knee to shit. It's really dangerous. It amazes me that they're that they pull these things off and nobody gets hurt because it is kids at home imitate it. They get hurt. That's for sure. Fuck, dude. (laughs) Like, yo, I'm telling you right now, the heel hook is. It's, you know, when I tra- so train in jiu-jitsu, if I get stuck in a heel hook, as soon as my leg is in that position, they get that arm around my heel, I tap. I don't even let them clap their hands together, like put their hands together. Because if anybody tweaks in the wrong way, it goes from zero to a thousand immediately. And it's it's terrifying. It really fucking is, man. I don't know how these dudes are doing. They're doing it with shoes on, man. So there's all that grip, you know, rough stuff. Brandon? Yeah, that's a good point. Jamie, I'm like, if I was a kid, I'd 100%, if I got in a fight with Billy, would have just thrown him into a, a heel hook and probably cranked it because I just have seen Brian Danielson do it and shredded his nine-year-old knee to bits. We can never play um, soccer. Badminton, badminton again. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? Well, we got Jim, just to, yeah, just to add to that, Jimmy was uh, Gitami straight arm barring me. When he saw his first UWFI fucking match mm-hmm. with Tommy Cairo, mm-hmm. he uh, he was arm barring me. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Problem? He won't do it now, though. No, of course not. Entirely. Too I bad. remember, like, dead seriously wrestling with my friends, but, like, not knowing any moves with all this, like, catch wrestling shit going on. Probably some AAU soccer careers that are being prematurely ended. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, last thing to talk about, I think, unless you guys want to bring something up. The Triple A Tag Team Championship match. We got the Lucha Bros versus the Super Ranas. Um We they pretty much the uh announced team just no sells it and says that it's FDR. This kind of took me out of the show for a while and I had to go back to it because I thought it was really fucking stupid. Brandon Good. Yeah, the only thing that was that was interesting about this and and through the show was I I thought CM Punk was pretty good on the announce table. He he was throughout the entire show pretty much. He intentionally 
blew this up because he was like, I'm not participating in this charade with you, Jr. And he like threw it out there like, is someone going to say it? And no one took the bait. And then about a minute later, he's like, all right, I'm not fucking doing this. This is a clearly FTR. Look at their round North Carolina bodies and they're not doing any flips or any lucha moves. Mm-hmm. Um, the match itself was was kind of silly. I, I do think FTR, I think they got those belts like. Uh, you know, maybe they'll have some fun. Like maybe they'll have some fun AAA matches or something. They don't really fit that style. Um, I'm not a big tag guy, but he was overall like felt bizarre, right? Like, what, why are they in these green Hornet costumes out of nowhere? And then they, it was immediately acknowledged, and we're just watching them fuck around pretty much. I was hoping they'd come out like, um, what were they? The the gold guys when it was Christian and. Uh... Conquistadors. The Conquistadors. It was Christian and Edge in the gold outfit. fucking bright. That was fucking amazing. Chris, thoughts on this match? So, uh, you know, I'm going to go. I think the match was what the match was. Uh, the acknowledgement of CM Punk is immediately acknowledging the fact that well, I'm not even playing this game. It's FTR. I thought that that was brilliant. Yeah, it was. I, I really enjoyed that. I, I it would be stu- would have been stupid if they had played this game that they didn't know. You know, oh, you don't know who this is. Now, when I was watching, actually, this one I was watching because it was on a Saturday. I was at work um, and I had it on one of the TVs and I was waiting to see if they were going to pull any like guys up from AAA. And then I saw two guys in green. I was like, all right, this is somebody. And then I saw that it was FTR and I was like, all right, it's not even somebody that I don't know. It's not even somebody like, you know, like a surprise somebody. And then when I got a chance excuse me, when I got a chance to watch it at home and I saw what they did, I liked it. And I also thought it was brilliant. I thought it was a good move. I think it's a good move for everyone to get those AAA titles onto a new team that nobody in AAA is really that familiar with. None of the fans are going to be that familiar with. You're going to be able to take those titles down to Mexico and you're going to be like the foreign heels in Mexico. Those two guys will be, they'll be hated. Also, also to point out real real quick, they're like the least Lucha Libre style yes. wrestling tag team on AW's roster. That could be, that could lead to some interesting matchups if we get a chance to see any of them. Okay, Chris. But I, I just, you know, I mean, it was a good thing. First of all, you don't need, they're, they, they've kind of got this, like, we have dudes with too many titles. They had this, we have dudes with too many titles problem going on. They had it with Omega. He loses the Impact title to Christian. Perfect. Get that one. We don't have to worry about this. You have the Lucha Brothers. They have the AAA tag titles. They lose them to FTR. Great. Now FTR can go down. I think it's a great idea, and I'm happy that they did it. Now, my only question is, is will the announcers in AAA explain to us how they're mat technicians, and they're just so old school, and they keep everybody <laughs> in the corner, and they do everything like old school wrestlers do everything. I don't think they give a shit. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. And I think, listen, that's the downfall of FTR is them overselling the fact that they do. Just let them do what they do. Fucking stop trying to explain it to me. It's pretty obvious. Um, Where has Carl Anderson and the other guy been? The last time we saw them was two weeks ago. So I'm guessing they're going to be in Japan for their tag league, for New Japan's tag league. Carl Anderson mm. and the other guy. The other guy. We don't need to know his name. No. I wonder if he's going to be he's doing a fucking. It. He's a cunt. I can't Ooh, stand Jesus. him. <laughs> Fuck that dude. 
Yeah. He's the worst. Like whenever they do like, oh, it's the worst podcast ever. He, no, it's not the worst podcast ever. You're just the worst dude ever. Mm. Hate him. I'll fight him right fucking now. Oh, in my yeah, yard, in my and loser gets thrown into my ice cold pool. Always ice cold pool that hasn't been closed. <laughs> God damn it. I would love to fucking see that of Luke Gallows boss in it. Chris is living. Chris. <laughs> While we're sleeping. That's all I got. Oh, one one good thing was that, okay, it kind of made no sense that they would be with Andrade, but then Andrade paid MJF for their services, and then MJF acted like a dick to Andrade, so are we going to get a little Andrade versus MJF? That might actually be a good feud, since Andrade's just kind of weirdly coasting right now. <laughs> I don't think they had know what to do with him. Isn't honestly. that the worst person they could put him with, though? Because Andrade's yes. whole thing is that he, doesn't, he can't do any... Rebuttals. Yeah, he doesn't. And MJF's gonna like speak English. The only thing I wanted to mention about that tag match, not to, to to drag it on, but it's like everything you said. Yes, awesome. I think there'll be some interesting AAA matchups. I think sometimes you guys almost take it for granted that there's probably a huge portion of the audience that likes wrestling that isn't really even particularly aware of AAA. Right. So the fact that they're pushing that stuff onto TNT and, ex- and exposing people to all the other stuff that out that's out there. I appreciate just why, why do they need to wear the green suits to do that? They would have been completely fine without that. And it would have made them seem less silly. I hope they don't show up in triple a with the green suits, but, um, that, I guess that was all I had. I wanted to mention on your, um, Luke Gallows point that the, he who shall not be named, um, the Kenny Omega with that Jungle Boy thing, I thought partic- was particularly fucking corny this week, and I just continue to be very oh, underwhelmed oh, with yes. him. Good point, God. Bad he is as the like top guy. The, he's completely drifted into being like one of the boys where you almost forget that he's the AEW fucking champion. It's so sad. It's like one of the worst things going with this show is how lame of a duck he is as their champion. Yeah, you're you're talking about the beatdown backstage when Kenny Omega. Correct. The, the whole time he's going like <laughs> and saying stuff, but he's completely behind Nick Jackson or Matt Jackson while this is going on, and Matt Jackson's controlling the camera angle, and Kenny Omega's over his shoulder like a sniveling little weasel, like <laughs> fucking terrible, man. People he comes honestly off like a will, wacky. Yes, people will honestly compare the way. Kenny Omega is presented to the way Roman Reigns is presented as world champions, the face of your company. And there are billions of miles, light years apart from each other. And who is to be taken seriously and who's a fucking clown on a TV show? You know what I mean? Like story-wise, story-wise, story-line-wise. Excuse me. Say that three times fast. Yeah. Like Roman Reigns is completely in control of the camera, the environment, he is front and center, and he's the champion. He's the face of WWE. This guy's a fucking weirdo, twitchy, never knows where he's supposed to be in frame. His facial expressions are awful. It's just, this is your champ. We got to get it off him. It's got to get on fucking Adam Cole ASAP. We need Adam Cole as, as, as AEW fans. I think Adam Cole as the face of your company is fucking money. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, that's it's fucking embarrassing, honestly. I I have my own unique perspective on Kenny Omega because I was getting into New Japan as his like rise was happening. So I remember going to see that G1 um, special 
at MSG, and I was upset that he wasn't going to be there, and it was a big fucking signing for them at the time. To me, I was like, wow, this is, you know, he's going to be one of their, like, uh, keystone pieces to this show. Here's his big title reign, and he's just fucking has no problem. He, I guess he needs to be on TV every week, so he has no problem shitting on any swagger that he has to, like, awkwardly bounce around behind the Young Bucks. No good, man. I I, it, it's really crazy. Yeah. Chris, go ahead, thoughts. You know, I never thought about this until you guys just started saying it. You know, when the world champion shows up, he has to have some sort of swagger, some sort of – it has to be special. An energy. Right? And an energy about him. And this guy just doesn't have it. And he could, but they decide that he's – like, it's almost like, you know, uh, I always say, like, you know, when, when you're in the – you know, I'm in a bar business. You, when your boss shows up on a day that he's never not supposed to be there, he shows up at like one o'clock on a su- Saturday night, <gasps> and you're like, oh, "What the fuck is he doing here?" Oh, There's a Quick, presence cover this. about. Do that. Yeah. Do, this. do that. Why is he? Why is he here? I don't know. <laughs> you know, and and this guy is just like, like you said, he just seems like a wacky mid Carter, right? Like you know, when when the young bucks. And uh, Iceman, Sprayman, uh, Cutler, mm-hmm. Brandon Cutler, when Cutlet. they beat up Cutlet, when they beat up Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, after the beating happens, then Kenny Omega should stroll in and lay in another kick. Right. Or just he right? should be, while they're beating him up, he should be standing front and center and telling them what to do and talking to the yeah. camera. Think yeah, about this. Exactly. Let, me, let me go through this with you. Are you finished with your point? I'm sorry. No, I mean, let me just – because back to your point, I'll be real quick. So the point that you made, you know, we, we could sit here and we could talk about how, you know, fucking annoyed with what Vince is doing with WWE, but he always had a way of making the champion feel special. I'll go through – look, I'm going to go through these. Okay, ready? Um, you have a plane – it sounds like a plane is landing, Chris, and you're, you're – uh, I'm muted. It's my shitty fan on my shitty laptop. It's all good. So um, – Let's go through the champions, the big champions in professional wrestling. Tell me which of all these is the one that inspires the least amount of swag. Let's use that word. Roman Reigns, WWE champion. Let's even say, okay, Big E, he's a champ. Correct me if I'm wrong because I don't remember WWE champs. Yeah, um, yes. Becky Lynch. Uh, let's move on to, let's see, I think Nick Aldis is the NWA champ. Shingo Takage is the... It's actually U- Trevor Murdoch now. He might, he might, uh... Oh, Trevor Murdoch. I don't know. know who Trevor Murdoch <laughs> is. Hold on. Oh, we'll just take him out of the equation. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> oh, Trevor Murdoch is, uh, Dick Murdoch's kid. Okay, I don't know. I still, probably, probably more swag than... <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, hillbilly guy. Um, Shingo Takage. Uh, who else? Who else we got? I, I can like just go through companies and who their champ is. They all have better energy than fucking Kenny Omega does. They are more convincing as being the best person in their company. They command respect, quote unquote respect. The the idea of storyline respect when they're on camera. He doesn't. He's a fucking clown. I don't get it. It's supposed to feel like something. Like Chris was saying, it's you're if you're half watching the show when the champion comes out, you pick your head up 
and you're like, oh, right. this is the this is the thing that I need to be paying attention to. The most important person in the company is now here. I have to watch, right? If I'm watching this, this is the person I need to be paying attention to, right? And he and he like does everything in his power to make himself not that person. It's very odd. I guess it's him sacrificing for the team. I don't fucking know. I think it's just his character, his his, his personality, it's, like real life personality. I think it's just yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I. Think. Chris, thoughts? I'm it's, sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. It's it's. I think it's a little bit of that, and I think it's also a little bit of what I had been saying since we started doing this podcast was that. You know, with those guys, that whole elite crew, it's these playing to their fan base. Their fan base thinks that's great, so they just continue to do it. You know, it's almost, uh, what's the term, uh, confirmation bias, right? Like, right. oh, it's great. These people that think it's great think it's great. I'm going to send both of you guys this picture real quick. Okay. And it is a hideous picture. Is it a slunt? But no, it is a uh, picture of Trevor Murdoch with the NWA championship. He has more swag than... Kenny Omega does. Oh, shit, he does. He looks fucking insane. Right. To your point. But he looks like old school pro wrestling territory champ. Yeah, and that's what NWA is, right? That's old school territory pro wrestling. They're going for that. But you look at that dude. He looks like the guy that comes through, beats your baby face, takes the championship, runs him up for a month, two months, three months, loses the championship, and then goes over to the AWA. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, you're yeah, 100% it, right. And everybody know, like you should know as the person in control and I see this happen a lot. It's like they I always call it the vocal minority and it's it's the the people that make their opinion loud is usually a very small percent. So I, to Chris's point, they feed into their all elite YouTube viewers. That's five percent of the people that are actually paying attention to what they're doing, max. Right. Most of the people feel indifferent, if not the opposite, and it's a, it's one of the big problems with this show. I'm going to hop onto YouTube and I'm going to check and see how many views they had at their last, um, whatever the fuck their last show was. Being the elite. Sorry. I can't stand that, man. It, it drives me insane. Like. Trying to keep up with what they're doing with a full adult work schedule and social life, and I'm flip the show on. And it's like, oh, they're implying something that happened on YouTube that you you must have just known about already. That shit pisses me off. Bring the how much bring the explanation to me. Well, I'm gonna go with the one week ago episode. Um, how many episodes? How many viewers do we get of a good episode of Dynamite? Would we get 1.2 million? Yeah. There were over a million at this point. Over a million. We'll say a million. They have, from a week ago, 322,000 views. So that's a quarter of their, of the actual audience watches this. And then how many people like actually watch it because they like it? You could probably cut that in half. Right. right? Who I mean, likes it? Just it. Some just trying to... like, 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 like you were saying, some people just watch it probably because they're supposed to. Right. There's a, a large chunk that's like, I need to see this so I know what's going on. And then there's an even smaller percentage that's like, I, this is what you should be doing. Right. It just it well, just it kind of pisses me off. It pisses me to fuck off, too. Like, you'll often question stuff that, like, uh, I mean, I'm never, I don't like comparing these two companies because they're totally different. But WWE and, and AW, it's going to happen. You compare them. 
when WWE has stuff that's on YouTube exclusive or it used to be on the network exclusive and it wouldn't be on their TV show, you could still justify and say, like, well, because, one, where would they put it? Why would it make any sense to do that? Why would it be on? It doesn't really deserve to be, like, have this 20 minutes to be on their TV show. But at the same time, most of it is, like, peripheral that WWE doesn't put on their shows. We are expected to know what's going on on this show that maybe a quarter of their weekly audience watches, maybe half of that, probably less than that, probably a quarter of that number actually gives a shit about it. And it's not entertaining. There's nothing good about it. We've tried to watch it and laugh. It's not fucking funny. I'm sorry. It's terrible. It's not. It's just fucking I've, bad comedy. It sucks. I've never seen it. Well, now you now you have homework. Oh, also, no. you have more homework. You have to watch Jack Skellington movie. Go ahead, Chris. Um, <laughs> no, I was going to say, uh, you know, you're, you, you're saying that 25% of the viewing audiences watches the being the elite. That's just views. <laughs> That views. That's what I'm saying. It's one. Let's let's just assume that all of them watch it, right? Let's just assume that. Mm-hmm. That means flip it around. That means 75% of your viewing audience doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about. Exactly. That's a large percentage. If yeah. you put it that way and you're at looking best, at a higher yeah. one, it's like that's insane. And the and other thing, mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When, when you bring up the WWE stuff, when they were airing stuff online or they were airing stuff on the network, if it was important to the storyline, they showed it mm-hmm. on Raw or SmackDown, even right. if it was 10 seconds of something. Right. They give you a key. This happened on The Bump last week. And, talking smack. Roman Reigns is shit in the bucket and throwing it around the room. Yes. I missed that storyline. <laughs> there was a... Well, you, do, you know why they, that doesn't happen is because it's that piece of the show is completely left up to the commentary team to fill you in, and they don't fucking watch it. That's obvious. They're JR's trying to piece it together with you live half the time. You can hear him doing it. Where, where is and, this part hey, for me? I love it, dude. I, you know what though? I love that he speaks his mind on that shit. I'm sorry, Brandon. I love that he speaks his mind. He's like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, you need an explanation. And then um, Excalibur is like, this is what it is. Fuck. By the way, now you just reminded me of it. Excalibur with the with the T-shirt and the, the fucking mask on yeah, in his like office, hyping up, hyping up Junior Dos Santos' MMA career. It was like fucking hilarious. I paused it, rewind it, and called... Uh, sitting down, like, you got to see this. It's like it just look, he's like explaining his like UFC records that he set with, with the goddamn mask on. It just looks so silly. So it's weird. like loses all credibility at all. Well, it doesn't help that he's like he's like <laughs> I can't even do it. He's like a miniature man. Like he's like it's, it's like no shoulders. It's just head instead of a triangle. Yeah, Naomi. He just look yeah, it looks like uh, it looks like if you fast forward twenty years, it's like me with a goatee. Like, like let me quick just put a a mask on and explain what's happened in the MMA world for the last twenty years to these people. It's just like so fucking corny. I I, I just I wanted to mention that I'm glad you brought it up, but uh, 
Go ahead. Can we add, can we, I'm wondering that too. Like at what point does somebody say, can we get him? Like his mask is so ill fitting. That's his shit. Can we, can we get, yeah. Can't you just make him the exact same mask, but make it fit his head? Dushin Thunder Liger, get him that mask. (laughs) Oh, I like like Liger because he doesn't have the wig. No, he doesn't have a wig. He doesn't wear the hair. He's been bald bald for fucking like 15 years. (laughs) I uh, wanted to bring something up about uh, the Stardom show. They put a bunch of money into production. They all have new entrances. And speaking of masks, fucking dark Starlight Kid is fucking amazing. Her entrance is fucking awesome now. She has a new, like, uh, Jushin Liger mask. It's fucking rad. Let me see if I can pull up a picture of this. Yeah. If you can catch the intro from that 10-9 show, her walking into the ring, it's fucking awesome. Uh, any final thoughts on AEW? I got nothing. Zero. I covered everything. Yeah. So next week we got... I don't know, man. Yeah. We got wrestle, Wrestling History X. What do we got? American History X Wrestling Style. What's on Dark Side of the Ring? It's something that'll be being watched while I do something else. I watch it. It's I, like... Go ahead. I was going to say, it's like a traffic jam, a traffic, traffic jam at Gerard by the zoo. It's like a lot of people speeding in, in every direction, but is anybody really going anywhere important? What are we doing around here? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let, I'm going to take a look at fucking Dark Side of Ring. Is any of this worth watching? Upcoming matches. Let's see what we got. Oh, we got the steroid trial. That's a big one. Is that going to be a two-parter? No. We got two left. We got uh, Rob Black's XPW, and then we have the steroid trials. I think that's the end of the show. Bye bye. That's, that's yeah, a pretty that's big one, be though. The end that's of Dark Side of the Ring. The Korea one so, is fun. I'm looking through the list. We'll be here. Maybe we'll do, maybe I'll try to do some like more G1 stuff. I got. Oh yeah, you got to get your G1 in this week because we got the. Uh, uh, B block final and we get the final and then that's it for G1 for a week. And I'll be it's... on the Dune buggy in Arizona just oh, yeah, that's watching, right. <laughs> watching Shinga. You, you enjoy your Dune bug. I uh, <laughs> um, we're getting ready to go back to Japan by the way. You are. Yeah, our year we're going we're shooting for 2023. So we're starting to get early planning in now. Wait, is it, wasn't that supposed to be a couple's vacation? That is going to be a couple's vacation. It's my first time talking to you about it. 2023 okay. is we're shooting for. It's when I'll be 50. Oh, well, you know what? I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to go because uh, I have to get a Jersey driver's license. And um, I should have talked about that since the beginning of the show. But the closest appointment I can get for a New Jersey driver's license is December 15th. And I have to drive up to Bergen County mm. to get it. Nice. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? It's all fucking it's insane. Because it's all by appointment only, and there's not enough people, and it's all right. filled up. It might change by then. Keep keep refreshing. Oh, yeah, I know. I have to, but still. Bergen, I mean, there was 50 options, and there was one available appointment. Bergen County's up by New York. Yeah, you should just make a fucking weekend vacation, staycation of Bergen. Beautiful Bergen County. <laughs> I, bet the have, Floyd. I bet you they have excellent fucking pizza and... Oh yeah, I think there's a big Dominican republic, uh, Dominican uh, community up there. They probably have amazing Dominican Cuban food. What do you have to get a passport? Is that why you have to get a Jersey ID? 
No, I live in New Jersey. He lives in New Jersey. I just mean to get to Japan. Do they care? No, my my PA license is going to expire soon, so I need to start. Oh, wow. I, need to st- I don't have a passport. No, so I need to start too. getting everything taken care of, and that's that's the main thing. So, so the thing with the thing with the Japan trip is that it's like kind of open ended, like so like we're just letting everybody know we're going and when we're going, and if you want to go, go right ahead. We'll be there to help you. You'll, out. you'll hang out with us for one day. <laughs> yeah, well, we plan on being there for two weeks, so no, a couple of days. No, you know what I mean. Like it's like you can hang out all the time, but I'm not planning my vacation around what other people want to do. That's the way I am when I do the group vacations. And that, see, this is me. I don't give a fuck. You get together for I dinner, you get together for drinks, but in the afternoon, like, I'm not going to see stuff I've already seen or I haven't. You know what I mean? Like, we did that in New Orleans. We had a fucking blast. We went with a bunch of different people. But we got together for drinks and food and shit like that and walked around or, hey, we're going to hit up, you know, a fucking this haunted thing in New Orleans. Uh, you want to go? Yeah, sure. But it wasn't like, all right, at 10 a.m., we all have to be together. Fuck that. We all have to be together. We have to be on the trolley at 9.45 because we're going to the, you know, like, I'm, I'm not fucking doing that. That's called work. That's horrifying. I I went on a vacation with a, a 10-day itinerary. Ugh, I was like, oh, no. I just got, I just, this is what I'm trying to escape. One of the things about going to Japan, too, and I've talked to people, they were like, dude, you got to give yourself like two days not doing shit, but walking around and eating food just to get your brain ready to be living in 15 hours away, a 15-hour flight. You're halfway around the world. Your body is fucked for the first couple of days. Oh, did not to change the subject. I know we should probably get out of here. Did you guys watch Sushi Game or uh, Squid Game? <laughs> Sushi game sushi sounds game. amazing. Brandon, I watched that Squid shit. Game? I watched that shit in almost one sitting. I was well, Sunday. I, all day I did it. Holy shit! Did yeah. you watch that yet, Chris? I think you know the answer to that question. That's a no. No. Chris is going to watch that um, right after he watches uh, Jack Skellington the movie. I don't. I don't really. I want to be honest with you. I don't really watch that much television. Unless it's Mash. I don't watch Mash. I don't watch anything. What do you watch, Chris? Chris, give me one show that you watch. I know you watch TV. Don't lie. Like new TV? Whatever TV. Nude TV? That works. I mean, I just turn reruns of stuff on spank, TV while spank, I do shit around the house. Bank, bank. <laughs> there's a lot of Pornhub. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's nothing. There's now I, there are shows that I'm interested in. I like, and this is what happens. I get interested in television shows, and then they end up. I end up not watching them for whatever reason. One of which was Why the Last Man. I got halfway oh, through the first stinks, episode, dude. and I was like, "This show sucks." Show not because not because of any other reason other than uh, half hour, forty five minutes into the first episode, and it went nowhere, oh, and it's already canceled. Yeah. So oh, it is canceled. canceled. Why the Last Man? They canceled it. I it's saw, not I saw good. it. I saw it today. Um, then uh, what was the other one? Um, I got one that I'm probably going to check out because the commercials are constantly airing. <clears throat> Chucky. Oh, it's on like USA, USA, I believe. Yeah, oh. yeah. Brandon, you to watch Chucky? <laughs> For some reason, I've been laughing at it. Well, mom says, well, mom don't know shit. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know, man. If like, especially since you know who Chucky is. You know what I mean? Like who the actor is. Who is it? <laughs> I have like no this, idea. Is it the the actor that played Chucky is the guy who was the doctor on Deadwood. He was he was uh, Grimma Wormtongue in in Lord of the Rings. Oh, uh, Brad Dourif. Brad Dourif. Yeah, he was been Chucky's voice since the beginning. 
since the beginning. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you know, when you know him as all these other guys and he's this little guy and he's just so I find it fucking hilarious because I'm watching it. And it's like he's the kid say he's saying shit to the kid. The kid's like, <laughs> like I don't know what the fuck's going on. But it has this air of Macaulay Culkin <laughs> dying at the end of fucking my girl to it. I really need to see it. So I think I'm going to watch that. But other than that, things come out and they immediately disappoint. You know, Squid Game, uh, Brandon. I'm, Brandon, Squid I'm, Game. What'd you think? Dude, I mean, I wanted to talk to somebody about it, so this is this is why I brought it up. Talk I, to me. Go ahead. I'm not. T- I'm not. Chris never going to watch it, so it doesn't matter. Go I'm not telling anyone to watch it, but I think the number one thought I had after it was, I'm horrified that the Netflix subscriber population just ate that to the face, mm-hmm. and the results out of it aren't that it's insanely grim and shocking everyone's just like yeah that's that's a good show that show is so fucking dark and depressing it's, <laughs> it's very very well written oh it's amazing it's, it's, it's very relevant like, it's very relevant <laughs> the funny thing is that <laughs> that's like, what made me sad we were like okay we watched that we blew through squid game and then my wife had never seen um the host which is a um korean monster movie have you ever seen it I've seen it Okay, so it's the same director that did Parasite. If you've seen Parasite, Bong Hu or Bong. I, I'm not gonna. I'll butcher his name, so I'm not even gonna try. So it's fucking. The director's amazing. The host is like an old monster movie, but it's all. If you watch the host, it was made 20 years ago. It's the same themes as fucking Squid Game, except nothing's changed in South Korea in 20 fucking years. It's so like United States is the same fucking way. We've been bitching about the same shit forever. Nothing's ever going to change, ever. Dude, it's like... So, Chris, just a quick summary. You ever see The Hunger Games? Are you aware of what that's about? It's basically just like... People people with no options left are like down to die for a chance at like getting themselves out of their problems. It's that in like deep graphic mental and emotional... Trauma. And physical, and physical detail. Okay, so let me... The Hunger Games is a terrible example because... That's YA, and Chris is immediately going to jump and be like, no way, this sucks. Well, he wants to call Chucky. I don't know. I'm, uh... <laughs> y- YA? You don't know what is YA? Young uh, adult. Young adult. Young adult. Oh, okay. Um, one of the reasons why I don't watch a lot of television shows is that one way, at one point or another in all of these shows, there's always some sort of very depressing, awkward... It just makes me feel bad. Well, if you don't, I mean, that's one thing which is understandable. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't like TV that evokes negative emotions, it's mm-hmm. quite all right to not indulge. Yeah, so I just don't watch. Right. Like I can see the silliness in Chucky. There's like a, a, a ridiculousness. I, I always say I'm not a big horror movie fan, but some of my favorite movies are all horror movies. Right. But they all also happen to be John Carpenter movies. Right. Cause so like you know, because they're fucking great. And, you know, it's just like to 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 in, to instill this feeling of uh, dysfunction. There's always some sort of dysfunction and some kind of depression and despair. Oh, boy. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm then, not then a big you should fan. probably avoid Squid Game. Oh, that, that's what I was trying to say at the beginning. It's like I found out about it from like coworkers and my girlfriend and people that are way happier than I am. And they're like, oh, it's a good show. Check it out. It's, it's like so entertaining. I put it on. I'm like, this is the most fucking grim thing I could 
I I I did. It's funny you brought that up. I know I when you cried. cried. When did I cry? Gang, the marble. The marbles episode. Yeah. Dude. Oh fuck! Yep. That episode was a fucking nightmare. So I was look actually, at. Look at what you're doing to yourselves. I was actually was so said fun. to Sydney, I was like, "This is pissing me off that this guy, this guy won't die. He's making me so sad every single time he comes on the screen." <laughs> I haven't cried at anything in years. Yeah. I, it was that sad, but it's good. I don't know. I was just, I couldn't believe that it wasn't like a. There's no like trigger warning. Everything is like a fucking trigger warning and. God damn, I might have got triggered during that one. There's, <laughs> there's, a, trigger, there's a trigger warning in front of Bonanza. Now. <laughs> is there really? Oh, because of yeah. racism. Yeah, well, outdated, they call it outdated cultural depictions. Yeah, so it makes sense. Which is what they are. Yeah. You know, I get it. Oh, well, another thing I want to bring up, since we're talking about Netflix. You guys aware of this, um, the New Day Visit the Undertaker's Haunted House? Uh, choose Your Own Adventure that's on Netflix? No. What? Yep. No. Uh, this is a real thing, and I think we're going to have to watch it and review it. Maybe we'll do it for Halloween. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. I'll watch that. Okay, yeah, so since we're not really enthralled with the <laughs> – maybe next week's episode we'll, we will do a review of that. How's that? It's Halloween week next week. Is it? Yeah, you'll be yeah, out of town. That... Will you be able to watch it? Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it If because if it's not this week, Halloween's over, the next episode, so we have to. Right, yeah, you got to do it. And plus, yeah. it'd be easier for you to do that and bang that out than have to. And plus, your partner can watch with you. It'll be fun and stupid. Yeah, and I, I took off Monday. I'm getting old enough where now when I go on vacation, I took off the extra day as a oh, couch. absolutely. So. That's a necessary thing. You can't go back to hell after being in heaven. Getting no, on I have... a plane at like 8 p.m. and then having work the next day is just crazy. I need to have, I have a drink, a meal. I need to decompress. I need to put my feet up. I'm back. I'm home. I'm petting my pets. I'm <laughs> jerking my dick. Go ahead, Chris. No, I got a buddy of mine's going to the Eagles game this weekend in Las Vegas. And I was like, you know, he was. I was working for him Wednesday. And he was taking my Thursday. And then he looked at me. I was like, you want, you want me? We were explaining. I looked at him. I was like. You need to take Thursday off too. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I need to take Thursday off. I was like, I got it. Don't worry about it. But you yeah, I know that feeling. Four days. All right. Anything else before we go home? Yeah, that's it. All right. All right. Thanks for joining us this week and join us here every week at Wrestling Is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. For Brandon and Chris, I'm Jim. We'll be back here next week, hopefully with some music. Bye.